Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're once again talking about the Nintendo Switch for seemingly the third or fourth time in the past week. Now, why are we talking about it? Well, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Nintendo went out on July 6th and announced the Nintendo Switch OLED model instead of what had been rumored to be the Nintendo Switch Pro. And a number of people reported on the fact that some folks were disappointed with this announcement. Obviously, on the thumbnail you can see on your screen, I said Nintendo because there wasn't more power being added to a piece of hardware that I enjoy playing very much, but that could use a little help just in maintaining frame rates for Nintendo's own output. But later on, after that announcement, Bloomberg, who of course was originally responsible for the rumors about the Switch Pro this year, made another article and they said the following. Now, Nintendo is betting that this momentum, the momentum of the sales of the Nintendo Switch, can be sustained with the new $350 model, a jump from the standard model's original $300 price tag, and a repudiation of traditional console economics, which is pretty strong words for Bloomberg, but they, in that article, which I will, of course, link in the description to this video, talk about the fact that consoles have traditionally gone down in price through their generation, and that encourages more and more people to jump on that console bandwagon, and that this was a different kind of attempt by Nintendo. In an industry where consoles typically get midlife price cuts, says Bloomberg, the Switch is moving into a higher tier, largely on the strength of a larger and better OLED display and some added storage. Now, again, Bloomberg were the ones responsible for the prior rumors. They had said, Nintendo Co. plans to adopt an upgraded NVIDIA Corp chip with better graphics and processing for a new Switch model planned for the year-end shopping season, and this didn't happen. So we have a number of Bloomberg articles from March, from May, from June, talking about a new Switch model to be released. Then they reply in July after the new Switch model isn't what they described it to be, to say, hey, it's just moving into a higher tier that repudiates economics. And most importantly, if you're sitting in Nintendo headquarters, was the following. Bloomberg, July 15, the upgrades are estimated to cost around $10 more per unit, meaning... Nintendo is improving profit margins and relying on its rich library of games to keep sales brisk. So what you've got now is a number of months of Bloomberg reporting that set Nintendo fans up for an expectation that wasn't to be realized, and then comments in what I would say contextually is a fairly negative manner about this new OLED model being $350, a $50 price jump before hitting Nintendo with the notion that the actual upgrades, the cost of the goods that Nintendo intends to sell, is only $10 more, which means that Nintendo's spending $10 more to make an OLED model and collecting $50 more on every sale of an OLED model. And certainly for certain definitions of profit margins, which we will talk about as part of this video, that would imply, if this is all accurate, that Nintendo is making more money from selling an OLED model than they are making from selling a baseline Switch model. That is the context that Bloomberg has brought to us and what Nintendo, in an unusual step for the company, decided to repudiate with all corporate force on Twitter at 1.03 a.m. Eastern Time, July 19th, 2021. And here's what they said. A news report on July 15th, 2021, the quotes of which we just read, 
claimed that the profit margin of the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch to ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers we want to make clear that the claim is incorrect. Now you can see it's a thread, one of two. We're going to talk about the second part in just a second, but there's a bunch of things to unpack here. So first, what is happening when Bloomberg reports, hey, they're making a $50 price increase. It only costs them $10 in additional goods sold. That profit margin is going up. Two things are happening, and you can see them when this tweet talks about investors and customers. First, that sounds pretty good if you're invested in Nintendo. Hey, you're going to sell something that you think is going to carry on the same momentum as the original base unit. Maybe you're even going to phase out the base unit to just have an overall $50 price increase on the Switch in the middle of its life cycle. Doesn't sound so bad if you're invested in Nintendo and your concern is gross revenues, net profit, and all those various things that make companies go. On the other hand, for customers, that sounds pretty bad. As I said, it comes off as negative for someone reading that's not invested in Nintendo. Oh, you actually are only spending $10 more to make $50 more on the sales of the unit. Of course, we expect hardware manufacturers to make some kind of margin eventually. Certainly, there are claims that Xboxes and Playstations are sold at a loss and how long that loss is in existence. We'll talk about that as well as part of this discussion on margin. But Nintendo wants to make clear that the profit margin claim is incorrect. Now, the only time profit margin is mentioned is in this particular sentence, meaning Nintendo is improving profit margins. And this isn't a terribly technical sentence. This isn't talking specifically about U.S. or Japanese accounting principles, which gives a lot of wiggle room for Nintendo to say something like this. And I say wiggle room because the other important thing to understand here is that this is a company that specifically calls out this communication as going to its investors. This is not something that we can put in a bucket and claim is puffery or just language that is designed to make the company or its products look good. This starts to get into that particular scenario where a legal authority, some kind of regulatory body here in the United States, the SEC, would say, okay, this is a direct communication intended to describe your business dealings to your investors. You can't lie here. In fact, you can't even be excessively deceptive here. Obviously, we're going to talk about wiggle room, but you really have to be careful when you are talking directly to people that have given you their money to keep in good stead. You are a fiduciary of that money. You can't lie directly to them. That's what CD Projekt is dealing with right now is investors that have claimed that the company lied to the public, to the market, when they were describing how Cyberpunk 2077 was looking behind the scenes and how it would ultimately release. You have to be very, very careful with this. So we can analyze it pretty darn closely because we know that Nintendo basically can't lie. If they lied here, that would be lawsuit and that would be a big, big problem and we can't anticipate that. So they're not lying. What they are doing is potentially talking about margin in a different way than most of us might think about it right? So there are a bunch of different margins if you are in accounting. And again, if you've been in virtual legality before, you know I like to use the phrase, I know enough here to be dangerous. There are professional accountants. In fact, there are a number that you can follow on Twitter. I recommend Dom's playing, as I've said before. He does a lot of good work with financial statements. But the point here is that margin can mean a bunch of different things. So what Bloomberg appears to be talking about is something like gross profit margin, which is an analysis of direct costs, or as we see here, 
it analyzes the relationship between gross sales revenue and the direct cost of sales. So let's say you were doing something simple. You were just a retailer and you bought a lollipop for $8 and you sold it for $10. That means that your margin, because we take it on the sales price, is 20%. And that's the easiest thing in the world to calculate, right? I bought this stuff in, I sold this stuff out. And what Bloomberg appears to be saying is, okay, well, your cost of goods only went up $10 and your price went up $50. That must mean you're making more money on sales here. Nintendo repudiates that, puts out a tweet that says, no, no, that's not what it means. Now, how can they say that? Well, for one, here in 2021, you've established a new production line, which might have uh, higher marginal costs than your existing production lines for the Switch. Here in 2021, you've got all sorts of shipping and logistics issues that might be depressing your profit margin uh, that can be attached to things like direct sales in general. But also, we don't have to be talking about direct sales when we talk about profit margin. We can be talking instead about operating margin. Now, this gets a little bit less clean when in the tweet they start comparing operating margin potentially on a Nintendo Switch OLED versus a baseline Nintendo Switch. But suffice it to say, operating margin can say, well, when you run that retailer and you sell that lollipop, yes, you're making a 20% margin on the price that you paid for the lollipop to be made and sent to you, but you also have a lease in the candy shop uh, or the candy mall, wherever it is you're selling these enormously expensive lollipops, probably Disney World by the pricing that I selected here. Uh, But you have a lease, you potentially have oh, I don't know, research and development for how you're going to market those, where the lollipops go uh, on the counter, whatever else you might be doing. They say marketing. Hey, maybe you had to buy some commercials. Certainly we've seen Switch OLED commercials. We've seen marketing go into those. And to the extent that marketing costs are attached to the OLED model and not the baseline model from here until October, those might be attached to that particular margin. So what Nintendo is trying to say here, and then there's of course a third that takes into account interest and taxes, which I don't think would differ Uh, between the two. Uh, But the point is accounting can take the words profit margin and mean something very, very different between speakers and listeners in a way that Nintendo can absolutely say this because there was research and development that went into, hey, what does an OLED screen cost? How can we manufacture it? How can we put them together? What will that change in respective shipping? How are we going to market it? That YouTube video costs something to make and it will be attached to the Nintendo Switch OLED model accounting. And what they want to tell their investors is on the next financial statements, don't expect some big jump in units sold and profits made for the OLED model over what those same calculations will be for the base model because they want to condition their investors to not be expecting that. So they're dealing with Bloomberg now, which they probably think of as a thorn in their paw because Bloomberg keeps going out with article after article after article that Nintendo essentially has to say, no, 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 investors don't listen to that. Hey, customers, by the way, we aren't just making a ton more money on this. You shouldn't be worried about that. And the second part of this where Nintendo, I think probably originally was hurt by Bloomberg is they also, as the second tweet in this thread, want to clarify that we just announced that Nintendo Switch OLED model will launch in October and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. Now, again, investors have been called out in this thread. Nintendo can't technically lie, but the phrasing here, which is the same phrasing that Nintendo generally uses, we'll talk about that in just a second, isn't as demonstrative as it might appear. Have no plans for launching any other model means, hey, we haven't announced any other model. We haven't announced any other launches. And Nintendo basically keeps quiet in the period between 
when it's going to launch a system and right before. So we can't take anything from this. And where do we know this from? Well, if we look back on just February 1st of 2021, so just six months ago, we have a Q&A summary that was done to investors. This is after their financial reporting for the quarter. And if we scroll all the way to the bottom here, we get to question, I believe it's number eight. And question eight says, where do you think there's room to grow? For example, demand for a second system, sales expansion in other regions or expanding through something like Nintendo Switch Lite, which just completed its second holiday season. I heard news that you have no new plans for a new model for the time being, but I'd like to hear more about your strategy. And then you get this big, long answer about, hey, no, we're releasing new switches. We've got a Mario switch. We've got a Monster Hunter switch. And then you get the sentence in February. With this release schedule for new hardware and Nintendo Switch having just marked its highest sales in its fourth year on the market, we do not have plans to announce a new model. They don't have plans. They're not even thinking about it. I've always thought as a lawyer that this language is probably a little too close to the sun because internally companies always have plans, always are thinking about when to launch new things, always researching and developing new things. Nintendo is no exception to that. But as of February 1st, almost exactly what, five months before they would announce the release of the OLED model uh, in early July, they say there are no plans at that time. So just based on this, at the outside, we know that if Nintendo were planning to announce a Super Switch, a Switch Pro, a Switch 2, whatever it might be, in five months, they would feel perfectly comfortable with their regulatory body, with their lawyers saying, we have no plans for launching any other model at this time. If you do the math, five months actually takes you to the end of the year. And anybody that's looking at this doesn't expect a Switch Pro to be announced this year. That's what the Switch OLED model is doing. That's why it's announced now. That's why it's launching in October. They are definitely not going to announce anything to eat up that potential sales channel this year. So this tweet, which is being reported on in many, many outlets as somehow demonstrative of something, effectively means nothing. And we know it from this year alone. We know it from this year where they have an OLED model that they announce in July and in February, they say, we have no plans to announce a new model. So we know that this doesn't actually help us at all. There will be some kind of Switch successor sometime in the future. We just don't know what it looks like. So you have Nintendo here clearly identifying a problem from Bloomberg. And what's the problem with respect to having another model out there? It's similar to the margin problem. You don't want customers thinking that they shouldn't buy this OLED model that they're putting out there in October because the next one is right around the corner, even if it might be. We talked in our videos about this, that it still seems unlikely that a Switch Pro is too far away. I think it's probably 2023 with this announcement, but others have said it might be 2022. But Nintendo will have to worry about people that just bought an OLED model. And certainly they have to worry about the sales channel itself if folks go out there believing that another Switch is out there imminently. So they actually go out because they've got Bloomberg saying profit margins are going to be higher. They want to talk to their investors. They want to talk to their customers. They also want to specifically say this line, we have no plans for launching any other model, even though that doesn't say much of anything to those of us that are paying close attention. It'll still get reported on. I promise you, you'll see it on Twitter, on other gaming journalism outlets as Nintendo somehow clarifying something that was never actually clarified because we always knew that nothing would be announced for the remainder of the year. And that's the five-month interregnum period that's established just now in February to July of 2021.
This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talking about things like the technology, business, and law of video games, please consider supporting the channel at Patreon or just supporting us with a subscription and telling your friends and forums and everywhere else on the internet that we're having these discussions. If you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.